Welcome to Signs from the Other Side with Fern Rone. I'm your host, Fern Rone, and this is the place to share stories of signs and messages received from the other side. Today is a very special episode with the founder of jewelry brand, Luca and Danny. If you follow me on social media, you may have seen that I received a very special penny bracelet this Christmas. Luca and Danny makes beautiful pieces with many signs and symbols I know will resonate with many of you. And they have very generously offered to listeners of this podcast 15% off at checkout with the promo code FERN15. Go to lucadanny.com. That's L-U-C-A-D-A-N-N-I.com and enter FERN15 at checkout. And please tag me on social media. I love seeing the signs and symbols that mean something to you and the stories behind them. And now onto the show. In 2013, Fred Magnanimi's younger brother, Danny, passed after an 11-month hard-fought battle with leukemia. At the time, Fred was living in New York City and working as an investment banker. He was married and already a father to his first son, Luca, and his daughter, Stella Danny. Seeing what losing a child did to both of his parents and as a way to honor his brother's dream to reinvent the family jewelry business, Fred and his own young family left the city, moved to Rhode Island, and he went back into the family business. Luca and Danny was born. Hi, Fred. Hi, Happy New Year. Thanks for having me. Happy New Year, of course. So we're connected because of a bracelet, a beautiful bracelet with a penny that my cousin gave me for Christmas. And I instantly burst into tears and I shared it on social media. And lo and behold, we're now talking. But the jewelry of Luca and Danny have come to learn does that. It means something. It means something to you everyone at your company who makes it right here in the U.S. in Rhode Island. It means something to people who buy it, to the people who may be giving it as a gift, and to the recipient. I can tell you that for sure. And it's not a surprise when you learn more about the company and learn more about you. And I mentioned the origin story briefly in the intro, but if you could share it from the beginning, starting with your grandfather, who you're named after, who I understand passed before you were born, the original Fred Magnanimi. Yeah, the the first Alfred Frederick. Uh, I'm I'm the second, but uh, yeah, kind of, kind of a cool story. He uh, he started a small religious jewelry manufacturing business in 1954. I'm actually in his I sit in his office, his old office, wow. and there's an old stock certificate that uh, that I have framed. So, and a cool thing about my grandfather, he passed away before I was before I was born, so I obviously mm-hmm. never met him. But he used to like to work uh, enough during the morning and early afternoon so that he could play cards with his friends <laughs> in the late afternoon. I unfortunately have a, a more hectic schedule than he did, but great guy, you know, from what I hear. And he uh, he had a, an amazing ability to just create things, um, which he passed over to my, uh, my father. And my dad, he took over that uh, it's called Mag Jewelry. He took over that business in uh, 1978. I was born in 78, and he's 26. Had uh, was was having his his first child. Which uh, for anyone who has a first child, it's it's always a life changing event and a lot of nervousness. But he took a really really small business and over a few decades grew that. Uh, I think at one point they were the largest manufacturer of inspirational jewelry uh, in the U.S. And his his sort of claim to fame. My, my dad unfortunately passed away in in May of 2018. So I'll refer to for him in the past tense, but he he developed the little crystal angel pin. So it was, it was a little pin with four Swarovski crystals. Uh, mm-hmm. Did that in the, the late '90s. It still remains one of like the biggest inspirational jewelry items in in recent history. And um, it was it was a pin that you know oftentimes 
uh, people got after uh, losing a loved one, and it mm-hmm. was a sign that that people were always with them. And it was you like to say it was the pin that people always kept, and you know, I have friends who. Of, of pins that my dad gave them 20 years ago. So um, long, long history in the business with the family and very proud to be able to, to carry it forward. Your grandfather passed before you were born. So did mine. So did my, my husband's too, actually. And I, I would always say I never knew him. And then it occurred to me that actually he's probably a soul I know better than anyone, though I don't realize it. I think he's been guiding me my whole life and it didn't occur to me till very late in life. Do you feel like you and probably maybe more so since you're working where he worked, do you feel a connection to your grandfather? Yeah, I think I I, I do. I mean, more so with my older relatives and families. Uh, he passed in March. I was born in, in September. And, you know, my mom and dad didn't know that I was going to be a boy because you mm-hmm. couldn't tell the sex of the baby back then. And so everyone kind of hoped that I was a was a boy because I would be named after my grandfather. It was kind of a way to carry forward the legacy. And and my mom says that I'm a lot like him, just like personality wise and how I how I carry myself. But interestingly, and I'm sure we'll talk about this, he was obsessed with cardinals. It was his favorite bird, and then sort of by default, it became my dad's favorite bird. And it's become sort of a an icon of Luke and Danny. It's a, a piece that's kind of taken on a complete life of its own. And so I oftentimes, when we're in the factory and we're producing these things, I sort of reflect on like the sort of generational uh, heritage in the factory. And oftentimes, you know, think of uh, think of my grandfather. It's a little tough because mm-hmm. I don't I don't have context with him, but I think that's uh, more recently that's been the the connection between the two of us, and it's I think it's certainly made me think of him uh, more, more and more. Sometimes signs come, you know, later in life or later they're realized at a different time. Did you growing up see a cardinal and think, oh, that's a sign from my grandfather, or did it come after your father passed? I believed in. No signs up yeah. until about, uh, well, after my brother, mm. I think, you know, sometimes you need a little bit of a, we'll call it an activation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, a, a lot of the pieces that we're creating, you know, 1111 is a, a phrase that my brother used to say to one of his girlfriends, which I always used to tease him about it. And we, we made it into a bracelet and based on that. And what's been amazing is to see, particularly through social media, see all these people that connect with it and mm-hmm. to realize, you know, for me, it's eye opening because you, you start to learn about the symbolism. You know, I have my own experience with it, but then you really get to listen to a community and how they have their own interpretation with it. So, yeah, I, I definitely think there's more and more signs for me. I'm, I'm definitely more of a believer in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, uh, for all intents and purposes, I was very much a, a late, uh, mm-hmm. late bloomer. <laughs> a late in life believer. That happens a lot. You mentioned eleven eleven. Danny used to say that to his girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Did it mean something to them? Like something else? I don't know. I try, I try not to ask too <laughs> many questions, but they would say eleven eleven make a wish. Um, oh, is, yes. I thought it was the most foolish thing in the world. <laughs> and I got to be honest with you. I see 1111 all the time now. Like mm-hmm. I never, I spent, I don't know, uh, 39 years of my life never <laughs> knowing about 1111. <laughs> and I probably see it four or five times a week now. Mm-hmm. And I often see it when, you know, like stuff's kind of a little crazy in my life. And I look down, it's like 1111. I'm like, all right, I got to, I got to keep going. Yes, exactly. So exactly. yeah, it's cool. After your brother passed, it was, you know, he was so young. He was 33. A lot of times after a tragedy, people are not open to signs because 
you know, and I can understand the thinking that I don't want to see a ladybug. I don't want to see a butterfly. I want the person I love to be here alive on earth. That's the best place for them to be um, and are sometimes closed off. Was there any of that, which is understandable? Oh, uh, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think, um, I think for me, there was, there was a lot of that. And I was, at the time I was living in New York, I had a young son. I had a, uh, and my daughter was four months old. So anyone who's, you know, you're dealing with, with young children who are not sleeping through the night and trying to, trying to deal with losing someone and trying to take care of my mother and my, my, my dad and, uh, try to make sense of things. You know, cancer is such a complex disease and, you know, one minute he's getting better and then another minute, you know, it's, it's terminal. So yeah, I think, uh, I think for me it was, it was challenging and it certainly took, um, it certainly took me a a little bit of time to, I want to say be open to it. So Mm -hmm. there were probably signs that were being thrown out at me, but I, I think there's, you know, at times there's some resentment around what's happened in your life and it, it takes, you know, for me, it took a little bit of time to sort of come to grips with the fact that this is, what's happened and I, I've got to deal with it. I'm a guy who tends to put things in a box. So mm-hmm. my my box has gotten bigger, but I, I don't know if things are starting to spill out of it yet, but mm-hmm. it, it, I think it takes, takes some time for you to, 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 to want to open your eyes and then to want to interpret the, the signs and the signals uh, in the, in the way that you're meant to. And there's a plan uh, for, for when you're ready to do it. And for me, it just happened to be a little bit later in life. Daniel, did he he spoke openly about wanting to reinvigorate the family business? Yeah, he did. I wish I paid more attention. I mean, at the time, I was you know eyeball deep into my career. I mean, investment banking is um, yeah, you work a lot, so I was very mm-hmm. driven with uh, with that. That was you know at the time that was my passion. My brother was very focused on trying you know trying new things. He was um, he was young in his career, wasn't married, didn't have kids, and so this was really kind of his passion. I remember. I'd go up to Dana-Farber in Boston and he'd be getting shot with uh, all kinds of different experimental chemo treatments and he'd have his laptop and he'd be emailing people and and I'd, I'd joke with him. I'm like, why Why are you doing this? Like, who cares? Someone will answer the email. Hmm. Um, and I, I just think it was, you know, it was important to him and hmm. I, I get it a little bit more now. I, I wish I had asked uh, more questions. I mean, I, I, if you talk to me graduating college or even... Uh, up until a few months before my brother passed away, you know, there were three things I was pretty sure of. I wasn't going to live in Rhode Island. <laughs> I wasn't go- wasn't going to go into the family jewelry business, um, and I wasn't going to drive a minivan. Not that minivans are bad, but minivans <laughs> were not for me. Uh, and two out of the three. So I'm living in, in Rhode Island. I'm in the family jewelry business. Um, I do not have a, a minivan yet, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Danny passed in 2013. Your father passed in 2018, I know. And was that when the cardinal came into your backyard? I know you mentioned you had never seen in the years living in that house a cardinal. And then all of a sudden, there was that one. And then there was the story of the three on the driveway, which I love. Yeah. So it's a, it, I mean, it's literally, it's a crazy story. So <laughs> for almost five years, I'd never seen a cardinal. I've seen deer. <laughs> I've seen every other animal. I haven't seen a cardinal. Uh, my dad uh, passes away. Uh, uh, he, he was into fishing. So I went down to his boat with his friends. We, we, you know, shared some stories. We had a, a little toast for him. I drove back home and I, I literally pulled into the driveway and there were three Cardinals right on the yard. And I'm like, you, you gotta be kidding me. I mean, this is when I started to 
be a little bit more of a believer mm-hmm. in the signs. You know, they started to become mm-hmm. a little bit more direct, and and the pragmatic part of me uh, started to acknowledge the fact that there's there's a pattern here, and and you can't continue to just say that this stuff isn't true. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just you know, if you've seen a cardinal, the red, I mean, it's a very cool looking bird. It's got that a little bit of a mohawk look to it. Mm-hmm. And I just looked at that and I'm like, all right, my grandfather's favorite bird, my dad's favorite bird. I'm going to go on a hunch and say that the third one is my, my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the first of, of a series of cardinal sightings. There was one about a month after my dad had passed. And, you know, I was a little bit overwhelmed with everything that had happened and you know, questioning what am I doing with my life? You know, have I made the right decisions? And, I'm looking out the window and literally this cardinal, I mean, it was almost like a drone. Like it hovers up. <laughs> its beak is, I don't know, four inches away from the the window. It locks eyes and it's like, kid, get your, get your stuff together. Like pull your <laughs> stuff together. It like flies down, hops on the, hops on the grass a little bit in the front yard and then leaves. And I, I literally see this, uh, I, I see cardinals whenever I'm having those moments when I need a little bit of a readjustment, a little bit mm-hmm. of a push to kind of put put me in the right direction. My last story, because this is really what's kind of put me over the edge. I mm-hmm. uh, Every Christmas now, I, I go to Jamestown, Rhode Island, which was my dad's favorite place. And so I went this past Christmas, uh, did the stuff with the, the three kids in the morning. And I, I told my wife, I, said, I just want to take a, a ride alone and kind of talk to them a little bit. And so I make the corner kind of going into Jamestown and there's got to be, I don't know, eight Cardinals flying around. It's a nice December day. And I'm like, okay, now I, now I sort of, <laughs> now I, I can't dismiss any of this stuff. Um, so it's a, hopefully it's a, it's a cool, at least for me, it's a cool thing that reminds me of, uh, of both my dad and my brother, which is nice. Yes, absolutely. And I love that it started with your grandfather, who you're named after and the connection and seeing the three of them and then seeing so many of, you know, it's like that we're all hanging out. We're having a good time. Don't worry about us. And yeah, no, it's great up here. Right. We're, we're, we're cool. Yeah. Like, just see you soon. Hopefully not too soon. Right. Uh, yeah, exactly. So from, from there, we, we were sketching out ideas. Like before my dad had passed, we were developing our holiday collection. One of the ideas that was thrown out but hadn't been developed yet was a cardinal bracelet, and mm-hmm. sort of that experience for me said, "All right, I, I get that, I get the symbolism, um, but more importantly, I get what it means, mm-hmm. and we want to be able to express this message out to our community." So we designed a bracelet, went through a bunch of revisions with the card because I felt very strongly that the card was a card that you know, we have certain cards on bracelets that people mm-hmm. we know they don't keep. And this is one that I felt like everyone would keep. And there was a very, very specific red that I wanted. I wanted I wanted that red to remind me of when I saw those birds. So I think I drove the team crazy with like, no, it's got to be this type of red, not that red. And it's been amazing that that piece is sort of single-handedly transformed, I think, how I think about symbolism and connection with symbolism and signs from above and Really trying to hone in on stuff that I I know is very important to uh, to our community. It's stuff that's important to me now, and it's been um, really amazing to be able to to develop those things. So your dad was in the meeting. So did he work alongside you for for a few years? He must have loved that. Yeah, he he did. You know, he was it was pretty cool. So when I when I came into the business, I think he had pushed. And I, you know, I'd say this if he was still alive. I think he, I think he pushed my brother too hard. And I think with me, he sort of got a chance to 
do it a little bit differently. So uh, I think his point of view was he was at the tail end of his career and he wanted mm-hmm. to mentor and teach me in a way that I think he had learned how, in some ways, how not to do it with my brother because mm-hmm. they would, yeah. at times they would, they would butt heads, the mm-hmm. best of friends, but they would, you know, they'd argue as much as they would, you know, hug each other. Yeah. Uh, so with, with my dad, he was, you know, he was there for me. If he had an idea, he would sort of in hindsight find these cute ways of like leaving things on my desk or saying, hey, you should try this. And I, <laughs> you know, he's trying not to say too much, but I know yeah, it's yeah. really important to him. <laughs> He was mm. he was one of these guys in the uh, inspirational jewelry market that really did a lot of good things, not only in terms of like building businesses and creating product, but he, he mentored a lot of people. After he mm. passed away, I had a lot of people who were like, hey, your dad helped me get into the business or he motivated me to do this or he pushed me to start my own company. So he did a, a lot of good at a, a you know great reputation. People loved him. Um, yeah. Talented as heck. And, uh, you know, it was, it was an amazing experience to be mentored by him. And I, I think certainly the brand wouldn't be where it is today without having his, you know, very strong influence, which is nice. Those years were a gift. It's amazing that you got, you got to have that with him. Yeah, it was, it was a yeah. lot of fun. And I think part of it too, for us, it was, you know, we were both going through the stuff with my brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I, mean, I can't imagine it from a parent's perspective, but mm-hmm. I think building the brand was very much a way for us to heal. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you start a company and particularly when you start a brand, there's moments where you just, you're like, this is too hard. I, I don't want to do it. Giving up is easy. And I just, just think those, those hard, uh, early years, what was nice is we were accountable because we felt like it meant something bigger than just starting a jewelry brand. Right. Um, you know, it started with my brother. And then as we started to get this amazing community that would share their stories and how they're related to things that I had gone through in my life, mm-hmm. it became something that you could not. Uh, give up on. So mm-hmm. it, it basically took me and pushed me past what would have been my normal limits mm-hmm. to keep uh, to keep building it. And um, yeah, that motivation, I'm I'm glad I had. I love the handwritten personal messages that your team handwrites the messages that the that the person wants written, and that some of them are handled differently because of what they mean to the person. That. Oh, they're they're amazing. So, um, I mean, just as some background, we have a feature on the website. They press a button, says add a handwritten note. The most economical way to do that is to have you, you could buy a machine that that like mm-hmm. prints out the note, like looks like handwriting, right? Yeah, or or just or like a lot of them. A lot of times, it's just like it's a fold up card and it, it's mm-hmm. it's it's printed. It's very impersonal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I grew up, both my parents instilled in me, like if, if you want to make an impression on someone and you're really grateful, you take time and you write a card or you, mm-hmm. you, you send a handwritten note. So we, we have this sort of old school feature where you, you type in a message and we will, um, handwrite a note, which I think is important. And particularly around holiday season, it becomes this really great vehicle to send an important gift to someone. Um, and what I love from our perspective and what I'm so grateful for is uh, we did uh, 26,000 of these notes last year. So we are delivering these like really, really deep, emotional, personal messages. And I remember sitting with the team last month and I'm like completely blown away by the fact that people have chosen our brand. Mm-hmm. Um, in some ways, they've chosen my story to deliver those messages through the handwritten notes. And so it's such a, it's such a cool feature uh, as long as I'm here and somewhat in charge, it'll be something that uh, that we do. I definitely think it's part of the DNA. So there's a, there's a few of them that come to mind. One was a uh, young woman who was about to get married. She had a, a young son and she wrote 
a message. It was a cardinal bracelet. She wrote a message to her mother-in-law, not only thanking her for raising the man of her dreams, but welcoming him into the family. And she sent the cardinal bracelet because the mother-in-law's dad who had passed away loved cardinals. And this was this would be a a remembrance of, mm-hmm. of, of him. Um, and written in a written in a very very cool way, just sort of you know wasn't a wasn't a birthday. It was just I saw this and I thought of you, and I I want to take a moment to to thank you for everything that you do. Beautiful. Um, and literally, someone on your team is handwriting the note, taking the yeah, time so, to write it. I yeah, love that. So my operations manager, um, my operations manager, actually, I sorry, I wrote that one. Mm-hmm. My operations manager wrote one from it was also a cardinal bracelet. This one was, I think tough for all of us so it was a mm-hmm. five-year-old child who, who, who had passed away this mm-hmm. was an, an anonymous gift written oh, from wow. the child to the mother last christmas basically saying i'm okay you need to be okay uh and went into you know some some personal things but in a mm-hmm. in a really really positive way and so you know we we all read that more like we're in tears and we're like all right there's no mm-hmm. way we're just sending the cardinal bracelets like we got to send other stuff so oh. uh, the, 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 yeah the team is yeah. the the team is really great with uh, with all of that stuff, and uh, what what we find with the with the notes. I mean, outside of I think the gratitude for for being the brand that that can deliver those important messages is it's it's really a it's really an interesting way for us to understand the consumer why they look to us. The the penny idea came from a note that I had written for a cardinal bracelet, and the person I forget the exact wording of it, but they had referenced the cardinal being a sign like a penny is a sign. Um, and we saw kind of three or four of those come in and we're like, all right, I don't, I personally don't believe in the penny sign, but it seems like other people do. So we'll, we'll launch a penny. Um, and so we launched the penny on social media and then right away people came and said, Hey, can you make a dime bracelet? Because I think of Mm -hmm. so-and-so, you know, if I see a dime, I think of so-and-so. So we, you know, we launched a dime bracelet. Yeah, so you, you get never a lot thought of the penny would be, you know, you didn't know about that, but in yeah, in this world, that's a huge one, and and here we are. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea what the I had no idea what the pennies, um, but pleasantly surprised. And so, did the people have the people on your team had they had signs and symbols that inspired some of the pieces, some from their own stories? Yeah, no, it's definitely become. I think this, you know, last year I think for us was the year that we've finally understood our consumer and and why she looks to us uh and i think when you you know when you launch a brand jewelry is so tough you you get inspired by a lot of things and what ends up happening is you you get this core consumer that looks to you for a very specific thing and owning that is is often a, a little bit of a journey and so what what we've i think what we've become very good at is this idea that um life is is really a wild and crazy journey. Mm-hmm. Um, we have this phrase called embrace the journey. So to mm-hmm. me, it means that life is, you know, it's difficult, it's challenging, life is hard at times, but it's beautiful. It's a blessing. We all take it for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a journey. I've never, you know, everything I thought I was going to do at 21, I actually haven't done. And then all the things that are the best things in my life, I didn't plan. So it was <laughs> like a path and I don't know where the twists and turns are, but Someone's putting me on this path, and so we're, you know, we're just we're gonna go with it. The the goal for us has really become to allow her to express the things that are important to to her, um, and, and sort of relating back to her own personal journey. I hope that a lot of it starts with understanding my journey and inspiring people through that messaging to to 
you know, openly connect with their own journeys. And then, and then mm -hmm. for us, it's really about co-creating these experiences. And so we, we really look to, uh, we look internally. So we have a design team, we have a great marketing team. Um, it's about 65 people here. So we, we, we have a lot of points of view of things that we want to try. We have an amazing, so we have about a million between social media uh, channels, we have about a million followers. And so we have a mm -hmm. lot of information of people who are either asking for stuff or they're commenting in feeds. Um, so we have a lot of information. We, we, we try things. And I think what we've gotten really good at is not forcing a message. Mm -hmm. So uh, what we try to do is we try to create this combination of the pieces and the cards in a little bit of an open way so that our consumers can interpret it their own way. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think a penny may be a blessing from above, but there's a million different variations of that. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to force or jam a message down down someone's throat. We we want right. to allow them to, you know, on their own terms, interpret it. And that's worked really well, not only for people who are purchasing for themselves, but also for gifts, especially around some of these messages that may be a little bit, you know, they may be a little bit tough to, mm -hmm. to talk about. And we want to do it in a very positive and, and open-ended way that, um, uh, you know, it's, it has, has a good message with it. And I love the name. Luca is your son. Danny, obviously, is your brother and your daughter, Stella Danny. And her name's D-A-N-I, the middle name's D-A-N-I. But I love that you combined for Danny the two spellings to, for, to honor them both. And I love that she loves that that's her middle name. Yeah, no, she's very, she's very, uh, she's very proud. And it was, it was cool. I mean, sad in a way, but when we were thinking of names, my wife didn't think Luca was going to be a, a boy. So she <laughs> thought Luca would be a, would be Stella. So when we, we found out we were pregnant the second time, we already had the first name picked out. We struggled a little bit with the, with the middle name. And, and I remember sitting down with her and I'm like, and my brother just found out he had to go to hospice and the cancer was going to be terminal. And so we, we, um, we decided to um, name our sort of in memory of my brother and put a little bit of a spin on it. So her mm -hmm. technical birth certificate is D-A-N-I. And then when we named the company, I was like, it'd be cool to take his traditional D-A-N-N-Y, merge mm -hmm. the two together. Um, she's a, which is depending upon what day it is, good or bad, she's a lot like him. So. <laughs> <laughs> And then we have Brooklyn, yeah. who's uh, who's three, uh, who is a complete terror. Uh, he he will get the next company. We're not we're not rebranding. So uh, <laughs> I I love can... that you're like rebranding expensive kids. <laughs> yeah, we're next, not the next business. Not. He'll get the next one. So well, thank you again. Thank you so much again. Thank you for my beautiful bracelet and for doing what you do and doing it with such care not just literally that the jewelry is beautiful and it's obviously made with care, but handling people's stories with care. Thank you so much. And I will put the website and all the social media links in the show notes. And I encourage everyone to go to the website. The jewelry is great. Everyone will find something that means something to them. In addition to the penny and the cardinal, I know some of these will resonate with the people listening to this podcast. There's the 1111 bracelet, the dime, ladybug, a butterfly, a feather, and then I love that you share pictures of your family and, and personal notes on, on Instagram and on social media. It's great. So yeah, we try to, we, tr yeah. We, we try to have fun with it. And so we're, we're actually today, we just finalized a penny necklace. And so when I'm done, I'll, I'll send you, uh, I'll send you uh, a bunch of them. 
<laughs> thank you. Thank you. I will definitely be getting that. Thank you. And it's so funny. Pennies have meant something to me for a long time and no one has ever gotten me anything, any piece of jewelry with a penny on it, which, which I, I think is why I, I, it, I burst into tears and it was the perfect moment and the perfect thing for me. It really meant a lot. One that's very cool that I think your audience will like is we did a we did a paw print bracelet for the holidays, which we still have up on the website. And pretty cool. You can upload a picture of your dog or cat and we'll print it. Gets a nice coat of epoxy, but it's a you know, it's basically a, a picture on on the bracelet and this cool paw print charm. We've had a lot of people it. who have lost a, a dog or cat that was very important mm-hmm. to them and this is a um you know, kind of a nice way to always remember them. So that's a, that's become a, a very quick fan favorite of, a, of our community. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's very special. Well, thank you so much. And um, again, lucadanny.com. I'll put all of the links in the show notes and I can't thank you enough. Have a great night. Stay warm. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the time and uh, let's uh, connect soon. Yes, definitely. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. Again, the promo code for 15% off your purchase at lucadanny.com is fern15. There's also a link in the website in the show notes. As always, you can find me on all social media at fernronay, R-O-N-A-Y, and my website, fernronay.com. I love hearing from you. Thank you again for listening and sweet dreams.